want to find that out before you got the contract or after? You know someone's habits before. I would hope that you know someone's habits before you, moving with them. You don't know all of them. Correct. You have guests. You are not with them 24 I lived with someone for 24-7. Hi, this is Megan with Girls Gone Right. And this is Peyton, and we have a DJ, and we have Carter from the Revelo Project. Woo! How you guys doing? Fantastic. Round two. Round two. Yeah. We I had DJ on it. a little a few weeks ago and we talked about some Reddit controversial mm -hmm. topics. And yeah. today we are going to talk about something else that's controversial. We are going to talk about Western women. Oh, yeah. yeah. So exciting. what what do you guys think a Western woman is? Carter, why don't you start us off? Um, okay. A, a Western woman. I'm sorry, I know you just that's got okay. on to DJ for touching the mic. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> if you bump it, it's I fine. do think there's there's definitely there's a geographical definition of a Western woman, Ooh, yeah. and then there's an actual maybe cultural definition like the of slang. A, mm. Sure, sure. The, the urban slang. dictionary. Yeah. yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So yeah. I think the geological Western woman definition is a little self-explanatory. I guess the other definition would be, um, I don't know, some a, a woman who is. Uh, inhabits maybe is not the right word, but Western values mm -hmm. in a sense. Um, yeah. What those are, I I guess are like kind of ever changing, and it depends and on debatable where you live. This is okay. Oh, this is true. Yeah. Okay. Because I feel e like a that. lot of women dictate their values on where they're from, how they grew up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like if they live in the West or East. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what part of the world they live in? Yeah. Or South. Uh, <laughs> and what do you think a Western woman means, DJ? Uh, I would say it's just the downfall of morals led to Western women. <laughs> yeah. The industrial uh, revolution, its consequences led to Western women. Amen, yeah. brother. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually took it to Cora. Um, because, you know, that's where all good information is found. Mm -hmm. Everything people. on the internet is correct. Yeah, from the community, from the people. I'm a Reddit Cora gal. All I right. like to hear other people's insights. So, according to Cora, in general, Western women are overweight, lazy, selfish, <laughs> entitled, and narcissistic feminists. Eastern uh. women are much more feminine, know how to treat a man. Thus, a feminist woman is obsessed with masculine forms of power, and they're not subordinate to a man. So, a blue-haired liberal from California. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I would, but I actually yeah. felt like this was a good definition because I totally agree with a feminist is someone that's not subordinate to man. A feminist is the the, the thing about feminism, which is very interesting, just like the progression of feminism. At first, the feminist movement was fine, and it was about you know empowering women. Now, though, feminism is about becoming not more woman. But more man yeah. and less feminine. Just yep. interesting. So it's a it's a fight for femininity while losing femininity. Yeah, yeah. The I think it's a fight for power. Really, I agree. They really, yeah. yeah. I don't they know. Do a lot of projection. Well, I see. I disagree. I think like it's not necessarily power as much as it is like masculinity. They, it's like the whole movement is about, equal. But their whole movement it, is to down like they want the downfall of toxic masculinity because they think that. The toxic masculinity is what's ruling society. And so they yeah. want to overthrow that. Thus, but by gain doing power. that, they're like they're becoming man. They're yeah, becoming we, we masculine. They want to be masculine yeah, yeah, in order yeah, to yeah, overthrow yeah. toxic masculinity. Right, yeah. 
Yeah, I hate it because we're, it's, I think they're just all confused. You know what's interesting <laughs> is they hate toxic masculinity, but they're the most masculine women oh, you yeah. have ever yeah. They're the most toxic women. They have created toxic femininity. But they're, the, they're the most toxically masculine yes. women yeah. that you will ever find out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. You yeah. think a feminist movement would promote femininity, but yeah. it's doing exactly the, the opposite. opposite. They yeah. represent everything opposite of femininity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. in... A, in Overall terms, a Western woman is someone that is a toxic feminist. Yes. And something else that was on core was someone was just going on a rant of saying Western women have a harder time with marriage than Eastern women because they don't see subordination to a man as like they're they're completely against subordinating to a man. They want to have like the upper hand and they don't want that. So it's very interesting mm-hmm. how like this thread was going on. But I think like that is a huge play in the feminist movement is essentially like in other cultures, marriage works because like in Asia and in the Philippines, they are subordinate to man. Well, yeah. and and it's not it's not necessarily I think it's also the culture, especially Western culture now, is so it there's like various beliefs. There's no like really base or there's no spine Creed. of belief that goes through our society these days. Yeah. If you look back, you know, 20 years ago, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, you could kind of see like, you know, we have one nation under God. There's like mm-hmm. kind of just like things you can kind of name that are kind of exist through all of Western society. Now though, and so if you were to get married then, you kind of, the two people would almost certainly have at least similar beliefs just living in the West. Mm-hmm. Now though, it's like, no, there's no telling what the person's going to believe. There's so many yeah. different beliefs and so so many different cultures that instead of these cultures like being integrated into U.S. culture or Western culture, instead it's just like kind of segregated all these different cultures in a weird way yeah. and all these strange um, mm-hmm. Well, culture beliefs. itself is downstream from religion. And mm-hmm. so the downfall of religion has led to the degeneration of culture. Yeah. And so you only have the rise of feminism when you have like the death of the Christian West, so to speak. Yes. So when the Christian values died or are dying, that's when you see like a rise in feminism and stuff yeah. like that. And it's very interesting to see who's funding feminism, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's drop some names. No, no, let's I don't just, know, let's I don't know if we want to go down there. Okay, okay, okay. The problem I have the most with it is when they go after women that don't agree with it. Like, and they try to make other women that just follow what they believe to be a traditional woman and what what makes them feel feminine, whether that be to get married, have children, and be subordinate to a man or your husband. Like, that's nothing wrong. That's their personal choice. You live your life. If you don't want to be that way, that's fine. Not really. But don't hate on this woman because she doesn't want to live your life. That's mm. her life. That's dumb. I, and it's confusing. So are you like a, that's a libertarian position. Are you libertarian? No. Okay. I don't think that was a very libertarian position. Well, was it? the imposition of values oh, like on other people. Oh, like live your life. Oh, very yeah. libertarian. Okay, yeah. yeah. Whereas like, like most conservatives want to impose like a Christian worldview on the West. I mean, I think it's fine to disagree with what they're pushing because I and yeah, think of that course. you can go yeah. off and do your own thing. But at the same time, like it's about leading others. Like you can, there's another option. You don't have to be a toxic feminist. You yeah. don't have to dye your hair blue. You don't have to hate men. Like, here's the great alternative. Let's lead and other people will see that yeah. and they will find and that attractive hopefully and hopefully follow. Yeah. And it, it's about leading other people. And I feel like that should be the way conservatives are. It mm-hmm. shouldn't be shaming, but it's it should sheep, be leading sheep stronger. Sheep that lost their way. Yeah. 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 
No, I got you. Yeah. So another controversial thing about this is in other countries, the feminism is so different because in other countries like the Philippines, women are submissive to men, Mm -hmm. right? They're submissive to their husband and they don't see as many divorces. Like Mm. the divorce rates are way higher here and it's because we lack morals, we lack uh, values and religion. But I also think it's an issue because when these women feel like they should be equal to man when in reality, women shouldn't be equal to man. Women shouldn't be equal to their husband either. In other countries, men are not equal to women. Like they have the upper hand. If we're going to talk about divorce, now we're going to, we brought up the, because you're signing a contract with somebody that one side is incentivized to leave. So we can talk about femininity. I'm, I'm not even talking about the incentivization to, of divorce. Well, I'm talking we have about, to if we're talking about the divorce but, rates. But listen, I'm talking about the essentially the reason why things don't work here is because women want to feel like they are equal to man. Like that's the whole movement of feminism, right? Like I'm equal to man. I want equal pay. Yeah. I want this. And I want like it's all about being equal. And especially in marriage, these feminists want to feel like they're equal. They don't want to change their last names. There's a lot of things going on. But in other countries, yeah. that's not it's the way tradition. marriage is seen. It's not Equal. I would and also, a woman wouldn't even say that she's equal to her husband. Yeah, but I, I would. I don't know. See, I don't know if it's equal as much as it is um, a problem of like the downfall of, of roles in a relationship, mm-hmm. and specifically a marriage or society in general. Like there are roles that need to be filled, yeah. and you know, there's man does certain things, and the woman does certain things. Yeah. There's things that the woman can't. Do that the man has to do, and there are things that yeah. men can't do that women do, and women, oh, like men and women just yeah, like yeah, <laughs> give birth, uh, for instance, and and so these things kind of like there's also just like other there's also other things that aren't physical, maybe like you know men have kind of a there's a sense of protection there, yeah, and women have there's a sense of of care there for children, yeah, um, and and these like traits and physical traits uh, they kind of mesh together and. They make a good relationship, but because these roles are like being destroyed, where it's like, no, 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 we be a stay-at-home dad. I'll make money, or you know, like whatever mm-hmm. it might be. There's like, I think there's just so much. It's like impossible to find somebody who's going to kind of accept the roles as they should be, mm-hmm. and and I don't know, right? Would you so. Say? That I, I I do agree. I think that's like a really good point. Is like as sometimes opposed to being like a, unequal. Yeah, it's not unequal. It's like about balance. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, women yeah. bring something the to the table. Opposites that, attract. So it's like, who was it? It's like Steve Harvey went on a tangent <laughs> and he yeah. said, "Why are men saying, uh, asking what women bring to the table? Like that shouldn't even be a question. That's that doesn't matter. They are they have children. They are able to bear life." What do you mean? What do they bring to the table? Stop asking what they bring to the table. What do you bring to the table to protect that life? Yeah. Like, why aren't men stepping up and bringing the table, protecting the wife? Like, women have the gift of bearing life and being nurturing and motherly. And that's something that's really important. And men shouldn't even be asking what women bring to the table. Oh, so essentially, yeah. yeah they, don't, they don't get a buy yeah. just but because they can some do loyalty would be nice. <laughs> but, okay, there's other things. But I'm saying, essentially, I'm not saying that women shouldn't bring anything to the table. Because okay. Women can do many things, and I think that uh, women can be very talented. And it doesn't. Yeah, we don't aside want to, from I mean, that, talents are nice. We, we're not looking for aside talent. Aside from in a that, relationship. that's like I think like where he was coming from was women have like the gift of something that is so untouchable, and yeah. men are meant to protect that. Like that is a man's purpose and duty, and a woman's purpose and duty mm-hmm. is to, to like bring life into this world. Okay, well let me ask you essentially, this. what do you think makes a high value woman? Okay, a high value woman. Uh, 
I feel like that's <laughs> it's a good question, but I'm Ow. trying to come up with a good answer. <laughs> okay. High value woman. I think it's someone that represents like the good Christian conservative morals, like being loyal to a man, loyalty, not yeah. participating in hookup culture, not going out and talking to a bunch of different guys on the weekends. You don't have to wonder who she's texting on the weekends because she's not texting you back. Like, I feel like what makes a high value woman a high value woman is her communication with a man, being loyal, yeah. being honest with what mm -hmm. she wants, wanting something bigger than dating, like mm. knowing that her purpose is more than just the hookup culture and going out every weekend, like seeing the higher purpose in the world and bringing that out of a man. Like mm. that is something essentially that is really powerful in a woman is like a lot of people say like, well, well, when a man meets the right girl, like then like you'll know because like he'll want kids and stuff. And mm -hmm. that's what's talked about. But I do think that that's true because when a man meets the right woman, the man is like, oh, I do want kids and I do want a family, but I see it with her because she brought that out of me, because I trust mm. her, because she has those nurturing kind values yeah, okay. that makes me want to start a family. And I think that's what makes a high value woman a high value woman. Yeah, I can get done with that. Would, I would almost entirely agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like loyalty, purity, <laughs> kind of that thing. Yeah. yeah. But, it, like, it takes a certain woman, like, or it takes, yeah, it does take a certain woman to bring that out of out a of man a to want that. Because, like, I think a man yeah. is, like, well, That's part of attractiveness. That. Yeah, he's, like, oh, my gosh, like, I met this yeah. girl. She's, like, I, I feel like she's going to be a great mom. And I feel like she's so kind and loyal and has those really feminine traits. And that's what makes me want to have a future with her. I think some marriages that work, too, with... Let's say the the husband is the breadwinner. Mm. He works hard to provide, and not only in financially, but with security and things like that. And it can be reassuring to the wife, saying like, "You don't have to work, but if you want to, that's fine." And I think feminists get caught up in like, "Well, you're not going to tell me what to do." Where when a man is just trying to provide for you, so that you feel like you don't have. To, but if you want to, you can. And I think that that's a great quality to have in a marriage where yeah. you feel like if at any point you you have a job, let's say, like for instance, Mike and Ash, mm -hmm. um, she told us she works for the company that he owns. And he, she said, if, if I came home tomorrow and said, hey, Mike, I think I just want to stay at home and be with the kids, he'd be totally fine with it. And if at any point she wanted to be like, I think I want to go back to work. He'd be totally fine with it because he's the breadwinner. He makes sure that she's taken care of, the family's taken care of. And if she wants to contribute in any way financially, she can. If she doesn't, that's cool. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great balance to have where there's no pressure on either one of the spouses to feel like they have to contribute in a way. Yeah. And it's a competition. That's, that's a great point. I think, uh, you know, we mentioned all these words like, oh, do we want like, a relationship where it's equal, and equal is definitely the wrong word. Balance is a good way of yeah. saying it. Yes. I think the word reciprocal makes a lot yeah. of sense. Because you want the qualities that the other one can um, bring out of you, kind of like what you said, but also can like, you're a good match together and like two together are going mm -hmm. stronger. Kind of like the the biblical sense of like tying two strings together mm -hmm. to make us stronger. Um, but you made a great point about how uh, a girl can bring out the good qualities in a guy. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, really like a girl, we're like yeah. protective and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. We want to care for her and create a, you know, like a great life. But also, I think it goes the other way around as well. Um, like Nietzsche had a great quote where it's like, it takes a real man to make a woman a woman. Mm -hmm. And that kind of just basically means like, 
Like if you imagine just from like a biological sense, if you just drop a woman out there in the wild, let's just say with a child, she's going to be like guarding the child yeah. and like out there, you know, protecting it from everything. Whereas then you drop a man there. It's got to be like a very masculine individual to mm -hmm. uh, bring out her femininity and her nurturing side and that kind of thing. And like rec let go of her like masculine, so to yeah. speak. So I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I think that's I honestly agree. so spot it's on. Very true. Andrew Tate I has spoken about it. And I don't, <laughs> oh, I'm not saying it's really controversial, but he does say that when a woman's with me, she can turn her brain off. Like she doesn't need to worry about how we're getting there, who's driving directions. Like she just turns her brain off. And that is something that I agree with because if I'm with a man and like, I just don't have to like think or stress about the things that I don't want to like stress about. Like driving stresses me out. Getting directions stresses me out. Like those little guys, things. Guys, guys. Peyton is a terrible driver. I'm a terrible driver. I, I, I hate it. Test. It's like the directions. It stresses me out. But if I'm with a man that like I can just trust, like I don't have to worry about where we're going to eat. And like, I just like the things that I don't want to worry about, I don't have to because he's going to take care of it. And vice versa. Like if he doesn't want to like do the laundry, like that's something that great. I'll do that. I don't like to drive and do directions. But I think like what he's essentially saying is when a woman's with you, like she can turn her brain off. She doesn't have to be like, like you said, like on that mode of being protective and cautious all the time. Like mm. she can turn that sense off. And like that essentially lets you be like the most feminine version of yourself, right? Like you can turn the guard down. You can trust someone. Yeah. And like, that's when a woman can be vulnerable and that's kind of where women strive best is vulnerability and emotions and being compassionate yes. and empathetic mm -hmm. like that's like a woman's a woman's niche and I think mm -hmm. like when a woman can have her walls down is when she thrives the most and I think a lot of that too is like really innate and I think that's the problem with this modern feminism too is they try to kind of suppress that I see I, I kind of have some anecdotal examples but um like my sister, for instance, is like a perfect example of this happening where my sister grew up, you know, saying she never wants kids. She just like doesn't want to do that. She's didn't even get, she dated her, her boyfriend. Shout out to you, Alex and EJ. She dated her boyfriend for like <laughs> 10 plus years. It's like, I just don't want to get married. I just don't want to buy into that super independent type. Um, and then finally, she just one day was like, no, I do want to get married. And they're almost certainly going to have a kid. It's just like, because I think it's like hard. I, I think it's actually hard for women to, to suppress that and fight what's, I think there's a lot of natural, uh, like innate urges in mm -hmm. men and women. Like for men, for example, um, I think like men need to be, like you said that women make men better, which is true. Men like, men need to be tamed kind of by women because men are like very ambitious. Um, Beauty and the beast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah in, in some sense. But once they like, once a woman is, comes into the picture, it's like the man isn't just ambitious for his own self, but he's mm -hmm. like, now he has kind of like a purpose in, in some duty. form, a, yeah, some kind of sacrifice for something. Um, and that's like, that's I really do think that's deep within us. Mm -hmm. Do you guys feel that like the female urge or like need that you have in men is like being outsourced to all this technology and like the world we live in now? Like you're talking about all these things you want in a man, right? Like you can make a bag off OnlyFans, right? And become rich super fast. Whereas like <laughs> you might not need the, and you now you have navigation, right? I mean, yeah. you can- it, like, eliminates, <laughs> it eliminates the yeah. purpose for man. But I think that's yeah. what's so toxic, right? Because like women are doing that. Women are like, oh, well, if I want to be, uh, the quote is, I don't, or mom told me that I need to date a rich man. I am a rich man. And like, that's the quote that all these girls are posting on Instagram. And then they go on OnlyFans and make money. But here's Boss, the thing, babe. that's temporary and it doesn't feel good. Like, yeah, right now you got the bag and that's going to last you a so little temporary. bit. And then you yeah. realize you don't have... Like, well, it's you have to think about why it's temporary. Yeah. You're not going to look like that forever. 
Mm-hmm. And how I, yeah. shitty is it going to your make you feel? Your value is higher when you're younger. It's just a fact. And then well, that makes you a, a low-value lady. <laughs> well, you're already, <laughs> you're already devaluing yourself by being yeah. on something like OnlyFans. But as sad as and as much as we try to avoid the fact that we do age, and I think this is in our list later, but, you know, we we have options of surgery, Botox, fillers, and all the and things past your prime. to suppress, like you said, suppress that. But eventually these girls, not only are they insecure because they're doing something like OnlyFans and posting nudes and selling nudes for men to look at, maybe women, who knows? However <laughs> <laughs> you get your dollies. So there's a market, yeah. Yeah, but it's like, you're already insecure in that essence. What's going to happen when the follower count drops or the money is not coming in anymore because there's a fresh, young, hotter version of you on the market now on well, OnlyFans. Well, yeah, I mean that happens, right? And then uh, they become every 40, day. They come forty years old with cats, yeah. and they're like, yeah, <laughs> and, and they're they're alone, they're lonely, and now what happens? They become more bitter towards men. Yeah, had had you uh, just you know gone with tradition, found a man, started a family, yeah. and built something bigger, you wouldn't be in this predicament. Women become bitter towards men on their own by their own vice. So it's like. You're already bitter for whatever reason that you need to be bitter for. You don't even have a need to be bitter towards men. You just want to be bitter towards men because you hate the hierarchy and the patriarchy. But it's... <laughs> well, and like, what are you exactly building for? You exactly. Know, you're like collecting all this money, all these just just stuff, you know? And yeah. if you're not going to have kids... Who's sharing it with? You're, what, you're going to like collect all this stuff for 70 years and then it's you're going to die and then it's just yeah. gone forever. Yeah. yeah. Like, have kids. That's like what... We were made to do, yeah. you know? So question, who do you guys call, like when you have a big success in your career or life, who do you call? My parents. Okay, mm. who do you call? Um, I call my sister a lot. Okay, yeah. so like when something good happens, like you call them. Mm. But like, I think when you have like a relationship, that's like the person that you want to like share all of this with, right? Like there's, life yeah. is meant to be shared with other people. Your success is meant mm-hmm. to be shared with other people, your wealth, the things that you're building, it's all meant to share and be a community. But like these people on OnlyFans and these people that are just making money and that heightened success, who are you sharing it with? Because like it's you said, so like crazy. you call someone and you're like, I can't imagine being at the top and like having all these big things happen in my life and having no one to call and no one to share with because your parents won't be there forever. Faster mm-hmm. you rise, faster mm-hmm. you fall. You it's very true. And yeah. especially with OnlyFans, I think mm-hmm. it was over a thousand girls made over a million dollars last year on OnlyFans. That's so crazy. the rise to the top is so fast, but you're right, it crashes yeah, super crash fast too. Even faster. But now even like social media, like you ever see those uh, interviews where they'll ask girls, they'll be like, would you rather give up your boyfriend or your Instagram? And they all say Instagram. It's crazy. The no, Unabomber was they, right. They, they all say boyfriend. They'd rather, say boyfriend. Boyfriend. Yeah. they'd rather give up their boyfriend. They'd oh, rather whatever. get rid of yeah. their boyfriend. Yeah. 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 That's horrible. Well, maybe. We just are, <laughs> we're all selfish. Yeah. Everyone is just becoming so selfish and self-absorbed. and That is the problem. Selfishness, it, yeah. And... It's it's social media. Again, I say it probably every freaking episode. Get rid of it, guys. It's the facade. I would probably agree, yeah. It breeds narcissism it's for sure. It's the facade. Yeah. Everyone, Sociopaths. That's why I'm all, addicted to Twitter. I have a massive yeah. head. It's yeah. just you're you're showing a glimpse that's not even real. <laughs> Carter's Twitter life. famous. 
It's yeah. hilarious because we're all posting Twitter. on social. We got mics in front of yeah, us. Yeah, we're, we're all like, this is going to go right on social media. We're getting to create content. There's a way to control it. Yeah. And I think that's what separates like the Western women are narcissistic. They're on social media for their own likes, their own self-validation that they're seeking. They're seeking outside sources. If you're seeking it because you want to fulfill the word of God and you have a higher purpose and that's why you're fulfilled, like that's why you're on social media because you want to share that and be a leader. That's different. It comes down to narcissism and why you're doing it and where, like, why do you feel like you need those likes and followers? And I think that's what leads to like passport bros, right? They're seeking, Mm. because these women here, they're all narcissistic. They don't want to create a partnership with a man to build something greater. It's very hard. So now they have these things called called passport bros where they're going to other countries to find women because they don't think that they can find them here. Which, what is like, what is your take on that? Like, is it- Passport bros? Yeah. Passport bros, we up. Genius. <laughs> Geniuses. <laughs> it's the only well, solution to you know, the problem of the West. I actually just read, I think like, um, I don't know exactly how good my source is, so don't quote me on this, but like the uh, Western population in Japan is like skyrocketing in the past few years. Like everyone's moving to Japan. I don't. But their birth rates in the toilet. So like that's, and that's oh, probably I'm not all. sure it's like extremely high, but it's spiked probably comparatively. Mm. Oh, just by immigration? Mm. Yeah. They have a super harsh immigration policy. Really? Are you sure about this? Uh, I said don't you quote sure me about on that? it. I'm, I read it, sure but that? I don't know the source is good. So. We're going to fact check him on yeah, that. Yeah, fact check yeah. me live. I'm pretty sure it's true though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so people are outsourcing women now because- Oh, it's AI and stuff? Oh, sorry. Finish your saying. Oh, oh, oh no. this is an interesting topic too. All the AI women out there. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh. Did you see the girl, the streamer, who yes. they put her face on a porn yes. girl? Oh, just I was saying, well, there's like a legitimate, completely AI- Girlfriend. Um, no, like uh, social media influencers. Yeah. They're all AI. And nobody oh my knows. gosh. They're fake. Nobody knows that they're fake. Yeah. I mean, some of them are. Sometimes they're like, I'm an AI influencer. But sometimes it's like, they're so real Oh, that you, wouldn't know. you wouldn't even know if they just didn't tell you. Did you guys see this show on Netflix? And it's like called Deepfake Something, but it's like about how they will get someone in a relationship, put them all, like, so it's like 10 couples in a house. Everyone gets drunk and parties on the weekends and they videotape them. And then you have to sit down the next morning and watch the tapes and they're going to show you something that's- Epstein running this? <laughs> yeah, maybe. And they, they'll show you a video and Epstein like- Epstein didn't kill himself. Some of them are AI generated and it's Thanks. like your oh. partner cheating on someone and like it will show a video of them have maybe having sex or like maybe like the whole what? thing what? of your That's partner and you, have, crazy. and you have to be like is this and like some couple some people like snap watching it because they're like oh my god that's real that's real and sometimes it's not and sometimes it is and it just depends. You have to call it. Like, <laughs> Wait, what's the game? Yeah, and it's like, yeah. But they've all signed waivers and it's in another com- country because it's like oh, it's dubbed. Probably and Japanese. it's on Netflix. Japanese has the or craziest game. That, that, that doesn't sound good at all. And I'm like, first of all, how that toxic is it? Like the people are watching, they're like, I can't take this anymore. Like it's fake, it's fake. And then they're like, then they see something and like, no, that's real. He does that. Like, I, I know that what? that's real. And then they'll be like, psych, this is all AI. But I'm like, well, imagine what that does to your brain. Dude, it's crazy out here. I'm actually on the board of a company right now that's coming up in the uh, the dating app space. And this is crazy, but I don't know if you guys know this. A lot of dating apps astroturf the field, meaning that they have fake women there. And they'll, they'll do what's called, they call it chasing the dragon. Where like right when a guy <laughs> gets the dating app, they'll put a fake girl or a couple fake girls mm-hmm. right at the front. And so they think like, oh my God, this beautiful girl likes me immediately. And so it's chasing the dragon is a term that drug users have, where yeah. it's like the first high, they're always yeah. chasing that because yeah. they can't ever get it. So it's been weaponized by social media or by That's dating wild. apps. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
They do that in video games too. I'm a big video game guy. They'll always say like, oh, you're you're doing so good in the game when really it's like they put you against like bots or something. Mm-hmm. So it's super easy. But just because yeah. like you win the first oh, time and you're like, yeah, I got to keep playing. You just keep playing. I know you, you like whip the bot's ass and then yeah. the second round they're whipping your ass and you're like, yeah. what the but you, yeah. you experienced the win the first time. So yeah, you yeah. yeah. That one hit. Try to- <laughs> Never forget the first time I won my yeah. first match. It's honestly a genius Fortnite. strategy. It is genius, yeah. <laughs> Chasing the dragon. So, <laughs> so now we're going Chasing to get into dragon. the controversial topics for Western women. So what makes Western women a Western woman? <laughs> we just we just answered well, that, didn't we? So like, so oh, like traits and qualities. Yeah. So like we're going to identify them a little more closely because we've talked about what, how, like the traits that they have. Okay. This is uh, a little more detailed. Okay. Um, so something that we saw last night, we almost uh, saw Flo not Rida. Not Rida, that's for sure. Yeah, not not Flo Rida. Not Flo Rida. We almost saw Flo Rida. Flo Rida, yeah. you have 24 hours to respond. Yeah, check your DMs. <laughs> what um, happened? Yeah. <laughs> we went to Barstool Sports last night. We well, thought we were going to see Flo Rida, but it, he, we waited an hour and he never showed up. So yeah. he was a no-show. But something we saw that we called out was... These women dressing so promiscuously. So, like, you see, like, women wearing mesh tops and you can dressing see their Dressing is boobs. a strong word. Yeah. They, they have <laughs> bloody on them. They dress bloody. They have a piece of fabric on them. <laughs> and it's a piece, but it's like, these girls are wearing mesh tops. You can see their butts. You can see their actual boobs. It's like everything hanging out. I actually out. posted this on my stories last weekend about this this trend currently of girls wearing see-through tops and you can literally mm. see their nipples. Mm. I'm like, you might Crazy. as well just not wear clothes. How about yeah. girls wearing paint now? When did that become a thing? It's like, <laughs> is that clothing? Can no, you do that's that? true. People can do, you be do wearing that? Paint. I thought that would be cosplay. They'd be wearing paint. <laughs> is that real life now? Oh, then it's like parties and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. what? Or tape. You ever seen tape? Tape. That's seen crazy, tape. dude. Yeah. It's tape. Now it's I clothes. I saw a girl the other day wearing suspenders. That's it for oh. the shirt. And oh. so it, you know. What? Yeah. Crazy. Gross. <laughs> That's but an like, absurd thing to choose to wear. It's you like, can go out like, and the creative ways to be slutty yeah. are just wild. It's but, like everything in the book has been tried at this point. As we were like leaving, we saw all these girls coming in with like barely anything on. Like this was, I'm like, whoa, this is wild. Like, I understand it's hot outside, but geez, put some freaking clothes like, on. Mm-hmm. Truly, these girls were wearing just like bras, mesh shirts with their boobs, like actual, like you can see their nipples. And like the girl dancing I don't understand on stage, that. like barely anything on. And they think it's like super attractive, but it's no. honestly a massive turnoff. It's just like weird, you know? I feel like females don't really understand the male gaze too. Cause it's like, you have to leave something up for imagination for there yes. to be like something to chase. I see so it all. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. know that everybody else in this bar also sees it all. So like, you know. Well, at that point, you're a slut. I'm sorry. That's going on Instagram. You're a slut. You're a slut. We literally said, uh, she must have daddy issues. She's she's got real bad daddy issues because I can see almost her vagina and I can see her tits. <laughs> and I think... I think she has a tr- like troubled history with her father. I can see it. I think girls are always at, at, right now. Girls and young women are in, always in a constant competition with each other of yeah. who could be more naked. Who could be more naked? Who could be look more hot? But it, it's not hot Mm-mm. because what you're doing Ugh. instead of trying to get. Because what they're trying to do is they're trying to get a male's attention. Yeah. So they can go home and have sex with you and then never talk to you exactly. again. And your number goes up and your body count goes up and then you're not a high value lady. But so congrats. You played yourself. What's happening Spit is they're trying to get it. some guy's attention so that they can go home and have sex. But what they're doing yeah. is they're getting every guy's attention in the worst way possible. 
And like you said, everyone else has just They're seen what they saw. They're devaluing themselves. Yeah, it's like- it. The guy's already seen you naked, so he doesn't need to take you home, honey. Yeah, they're also looking for sugar daddies. Let's be real. It's yeah. a phenomenon. It's out yeah, there. That's true. Yeah, so you want to open about it too. Like, I'm looking you're for gonna a sugar dress daddy. Like a slut I know somebody like that. And have sex with a guy and get paid for it. And that makes you a strong female woman. Like you're like you're a strong feminist right there because you're getting paid to look like a slut. And they get like encouraged too by others in that that same kind of yes. community. Yeah, you so go girl. Yeah, you it's like empowering girl. to be completely naked yes, outside a bar. What yes. about? But as soon as they get mad at each other, the first thing they do is slut shame each other. Let's be real. Let's be real. Yeah. Why are they mad? The first insult is fucking slut every single time. What about so this? This I have brought up this point before when girls kind of reassure each other, and it's not in a positive way. It's like mm. you that's not a good thing that you're dressing like that and your friends shouldn't reassure you in that and reaffirm you. What about big girls? <laughs> <laughs> what about the big girls? Dressing, uh, what dressing, what dressing, like dressing like that. Like that. Okay. I saw big someone girls dressing like, dressing like that. Are you talking about plus size models? Is that what you meant to say? Uh, yes. No, I'm talking about big girls. I'm talking about obese Big girls women. wearing little girls That's clothes. What I wearing clothes plus that do, size women, that do not fit. I saw a woman at, at the airport the other day and me and... Um, my coworker was there, or colleague at the time, his name was Spencer. We're just in the airport waiting for a plane. This woman comes out of the elevator. Massive. She's definitely plus size. <laughs> definitely plus size. Wearing basically what we were just describing. Definitely eating good. Almost nothing. In <laughs> an airport. And I was just like, how, first of all, how's that comfortable in an airport? You gotta be about to get on a plane, right? And you're yeah. just wearing basically nothing. And then it's just like, I don't know how people's, think that's attractive. It's not, right? it, but they have friends and people in their corner going, wear that. You look so good, honey. God, you go, girl. And I'm like, no. no you're a liar. You're lying. That does yeah. not look good. Like the so, shirt barely fits. Question, Megan. When you, <laughs> how, like, what makes you attracted to a man, like, dress-wise? Dress-wise? Well, yeah. can, can we not skip over this topic, though? Because I want to say something about this. Okay, so, go. The, the way that big women somehow slid <laughs> themselves into the oppression hierarchy is beyond me. They Dude, say that yes. they're oppressed They're like now. Biden, right? My name, they're literally, big girls there. they're in magazines as plus-size models. Yeah. And big women want to say that they're oppressed? Mm -hmm. Who is oppressing you? We, they, they the have, airlines. No, 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 that's what they say. They say the airlines are oppressing them from you making them buy two seats or something exactly. like that. You've actually consumed more food than the you average human being. You could not eat for five crazy. years and be Fine. <laughs> yeah, like your body would eat itself. You can hibernate. Oh, I'll girl. see you next winter. We are getting flagged. <laughs> we are going to get flagged for this. Okay. Oh, that was so uh, Moving on, since we can't to roast them too hard. I know. Uh, moving on to the next subject. Also, but like, quick question. For men, what attract make what? Oh, yeah, I was interested in this question. Dress-wise, like, what makes you attractive? Like, if a man, man was wearing just overalls over his nipples, would you be Oh, I'd to be like, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> I also hate the mullets. I can't really? do Yeah, oh. I can't do the mullets. I um, disagree. I mean, go for it, Morgan Wallen. That's great. I, I, I think my brother has Theo a mullet Vaughn, right now. That's great. <laughs> I oh, can't, so Theo Vaughn's ugly too, huh? I don't think he's ugly. I just can't get down with the mullet. He's not attracted to you. No, no worry, Theo. I can. I, <laughs> so I have, too, Theo. I have different, I mean, it just depends on the taste. I just want a guy to look 
But like dress like he's wise, showered we're talking about like and put together. Like I feel like when a man is dressed like he's about to go into an important meeting, that's hot. So like uh, yeah, a high status, but all right? The time? They, they're, they're appearing like they're high status. Or they're wearing like, nice clothes. But like that's like to me, that's really attractive. Like I feel like at, when you see a woman, a man in a suit, you're like, damn, like he's yeah. he looks good. Man, and I think, a purple like, button down. Yeah, and I think But I think also like when a woman is dressed like that too, like when she's dressed up like a man's like, damn, she look good. Like it's kind of like similar. Like you just see each other dressed up. No. Very no, we nice. don't want that shit. Yeah, sorry. No, like, yeah, you, don't you, think guys, you guys always dress? say that. Yeah, it's a lot. Hold on, I'm on board with the dresses. Women in oh, dress. Yeah. yeah, but you were saying like she's about to a go to a business suit? meeting. No, I mean like I mean like a dress. Like you're dressed well. Like you're like you're dressed for importance. Like no, a woman is we wearing a dress. That. Actually, I I actually do. I think a woman who knows how to dress is definitely knows how to dress for sure. But like. What are we talking here? What is she wearing? What, what is the, the most attractive outfit a girl can wear? We're talking about like a sundress. Beautiful. Love it. See, but we're talking know. about like if, if you're wearing like, like really into streetwear too, like knows her shit. Like mm -hmm. that's also pretty attractive to me. Okay. But, so you like stylish women? Yeah. Okay. Is there anything particular I mean, where you're like, like a <laughs> what is a head turner way, for you? Yeah. Head turner? Mm -hmm. mm, that's actually a great question. See, Man. for me, it's like sundress is nice. I really like the sundress. Yeah. Sundress is nice. Kind of gives it a little southern vibe too, where it's like, yeah. oh, she's mm. probably wholesome. You know what I mean? Yes, it's very wholesome. Very wholesome, yeah. right? Um, other than that, I mean, I don't even know. What well, I, I got to think about some different outfit types here. Like, what are I just? Would you rather some, see a girl like in jeans, or would you rather like a cute see tank top her in like leather pants? Leather pants? Nah, I'm not okay. really down with that. There you go. I don't really care about leather pants. That's okay. jeans, kind of, like cool though, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> See, what what girls wear to church? Sick. I like what girls wear to church. Okay. Give me a church girl. Yeah, I could agree with that. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think this is a very broad question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay. If we can do like that, though. Like the yeah. corporate setting, not as much yeah. attractive out outfits. Um, the kind of like degenerate side, club side, mm -hmm. not really down with that yeah. either. Somewhere in the church kind of category. Yeah. You know what modest. I mean? Modest, yeah. yeah. Modest, but like nice. Modest up, up kept, yes. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So next next discussion for Western women. What do, how do you guys feel about Botox, fillers, plastic surgery on women? Do you think that makes them a Western woman if they do those things? No, nah, it makes me a passport bro is what it makes me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Anti, it's, it's, un, it's unnatural. You know, Here's the thing. Get out of here. I don't think you guys would notice if it was done correctly. We notice. Get out of here now, with that. Now, she has kind <laughs> of a point. Like, with which one? So, Botox, easy. So listen. There are a lot of women that get it where they want people to notice. Mm -hmm. But there yeah. are a lot of women that get it to just enhance features on their face that they might be insecure about. And they want it done in a way where men and women do not notice. So yeah, if no, you, we notice though. If uh, you, there's definitely levels. Like, yeah. I, I'm sure we haven't noticed all of them. But, like, there is a point that it, okay, okay, okay now I notice and it looks unnatural. Do you think yes. I have any work done? No. What about me? I don't think no, either of you do. I wouldn't say either of you guys do. Are you wrong? I don't, I don't have any. You had your lips done. Well, I had my lips done years yeah. ago, but they're not, like, it's not. No, well, you're wrong. wrong. I have, <laughs> I have Botox and I have filler. Really? Yes. Well, we were wrong on both. <laughs> now, now I feel awkward even saying I'm yeah. a filler, but. No, no, no. Well, you guys but, and that's us, why so. I brought that up because yeah. I do it because I I have like paper thin lips, but I do it because that's a big insecurity of mine. And I make sure I go to somebody that makes it look like no. I haven't had it done and makes it look natural to my face because I don't want to be like, 
yeah, duck yeah. lips out here. Mm-hmm. I just want it to look natural. Yeah, this That's is mind blowing. Yeah, see, I- you guys were so you're like, no, we know. No, no, no. We know. I was so I was, overconfident. Was <laughs> he was very, he was very confident. <laughs> yeah. So what about filters and Photoshop? Yeah. Like when a girl like contours her body. Yeah, so they're just fake signaling. Oh my god, you feel so bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> when is this over? Yeah. Now I feel bad even talking about this. No, it's totally fine. I do not care. No, guys, stir the pot. I do okay, not look, care. Look, the more it was set up really, you know, to <laughs> be honest. There's times and places for it. I think if um particularly in kind of like a, a more medical sense, I think there's definitely time and a place. But I would almost always prefer just your natural self. The more natural a person is, Mm -hmm. the better. Probably the more healthier the person will be mentally, physically, and I think just generally more attractive if they're just really just completely natural. I don't even like women who wear like a lot of makeup. They just embrace their their, themselves. Yeah, it kind of has like, there's like a confidence to the woman where they're not like, you see the woman and you're like, I know if that woman's attractive or not. The woman's not wearing, you know, layers of makeup where, like, who knows what she's going to look like, you know, after she yeah. takes... Natural beauty off. is so hot. Let's just be real. They, like, yes, it is exactly. so Natural much beauty. hotter. Yes. I was talking to a girl last night, and she was like, do you think I'm hotter with makeup or without makeup? It's easy without makeup. Like, not even close. And it's, and it's like, stunning. It's, like, mind-blowing to women when you say that. All women are always like, what, really? Because, like, women are the ones that invented, you know, women yeah. are the ones, like, Make wearing makeup, and no mm-hmm. no guy is really telling a woman to wear yeah. makeup. Generally, I don't know, maybe probably, yeah, but not well, any high value men anyway. It was rouge, <laughs> it was rouge, rouge for the lips and cheeks to make women look more uh, youthful. It is it's sexual signaling. So, like yeah. a lot of women would either like pinch their cheeks to make really to make them red back in the day, or and then they started making rouge, which is pink and reds, to dab on their cheeks to make them look more flushed because. When women have orgasms, they get they flush, yep. and it turns a man on. Wow. So that's where that Shame. came from. It's based. Do y'all, y'all see Peterson get canceled for saying this? No. He went on, uh, he had a Vice interview back in the day, and he said, like, should women ha- be able to, or uh, have the ability to wear makeup in the workplace because it's sexual signaling? Oh. And so he's basically Ooh. saying, where is the line? How much can you sexually signal? Wow. Because it's like sh- really short skirts is not like that's beyond the limit, right? Yeah. But you can wear makeup, you can you can get Botox, you can do all kinds of different other sexual signaling. So where is the line? And wow. so that, they clipped him and took it out of context and tried to cancel him. But that's, that's a very interesting, interesting, interesting topic, though, right? Yeah. It's like where question, is yeah. the line? Yeah. You know what I mean, it's very that's undefined. True. And yeah. so there's all the weird stuff like in like Netflix or like C- uh, CNBC, I think it was, where it's mm-hmm. like you can't look at somebody in the eyes for a long period of time, or you can't hug for a certain amounts of time. So it's like it's really mm-hmm. going like a certain direction. I always make eye contact. Yeah. I like looking in people's eyes. People have interesting eyes. I like it. Everyone's got unique eyes. So interesting. It's like, sorry, I'm just staring into your eyes. Galaxies in everyone's head. So we've kind of like hit all of this stuff, but like, what do you guys think if you guys go to a girl's Instagram and there's a lot of pictures, like selfies, there's a lot of pictures of just her outfits or like a lot of skin showing. Like, how do you guys personally feel? Like if you like a girl, you meet her at a bar, she seems really great. And then you go to her Instagram and it's like all these pictures of her in bathing suits and skimpy outfits. And like, mm. there's a lot of them. Yeah. The less a woman is on social media, the more attractive the woman is. <laughs> and like, just the better she is in person, generally speaking, yeah. usually. But mm. I really, I, I think it probably comes down to like modesty, generally. Like yeah. if, if a woman likes to post on Instagram, 
or whatever, but like she's modest about it. It's like, it's whatever. I do think yeah. like the modesty is really what is like a red flag. Mm-hmm. If they're posting, you know, bikini pics all the time, then it's like, uh, but if they're just posting a picture of their dog, it's like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Like how much validation is she seeking from? Yeah. Oh, it's that? all validation. It's, yeah. it's all, it's all affirmation from outside people that they don't even know. Mm-hmm. But I want to get your opinion on single moms who post promiscuous photos <laughs> and then the next photo is of them and their kid or kids. Mm. Go ahead. No, no, please. Uh, well, <laughs> personally, I'm not attracted to single mothers, period. <laughs> so Damn. I'm going to go ahead and draw the line. I mean, you know, I want to have my own kids. No, that's fine. Wife. That's fine. Totally, totally value that opinion. And but- like shout out to all the, you know, people that marry single or single mothers, but you know, I would say just yeah. personally. Not your cup of tea. But mm-hmm. do you think that it's weird for like a single mom to post like a photo of herself in her bathing suit with her tits out and then, and then yeah. like the well, next I photo mean, is like, I love my son. It's kind of, I mean, it's kind <laughs> of crazy because she's got kids, but she's on the, the sexual marketplace. So she's like, yeah. She's signaling and she's so sexual signaling. Yeah. Yeah. I also think they're they're forgetting that a digital footprint does exist. And yes. whatever you are posting, your kids will see. Yes. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. They know what they're yeah. doing though, because they they're trying to get trying to get a man. You know? Did yeah. you guys see that kid that uh I think he was in elementary school and it was some news story. He went to school and he got bullied because someone pulled up his, his mom on OnlyFans. Yeah. And Damn. he was like depressed and That's like was crazy. going through it. And he's like, wow. This is yeah. your mom, your mom's a slut. Mm-hmm. And like showing the kids that and like that, I'm like, that's the that's real so thing that people sad. are going to be dealing with because now your kids are going to know. It's the internet. Like, what did you think was going to happen? So sad. Your your kids are going to see these pictures on that you are putting on the internet. It's very accessible. It's very easy to find. Mm-hmm. And they're just mm-hmm. allowing all of this to happen. And they don't really care. Or they when they do see, they're like, oh, well, mommy's, it's a woman empowerment. I feel empowered doing it. And You're ruining your kid's life. <laughs> They're like, no, that's how mommy feels empowered. <laughs> oh, by ruining my life, mommy? <laughs> Not by having a kid and raising him? Yeah. yeah. Like I'm doing it to raise you. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Single mothers on OnlyFans. What are your thoughts? <laughs> what kind of question is that? Thoughts? That was what they were asking. Yeah, thoughts I, on That was their on OnlyFans, you know, is a Red massive L. Although yeah. uh, somebody did tell us the other day that apparently a lot of rappers are on are on only yeah, fans, it's not only but releasing like, like yeah. music, which yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I that's probably not true. I don't know if I believe that. It's like the new SoundCloud. <laughs> but <laughs> just, new SoundCloud. Yeah. But generally speaking, if you're on OnlyFans, it's just yeah. a massive. Red flag. You're just anti-porn yeah. in general. Yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely anti-porn. Yeah. And not only because of just the how it kind of makes. I don't know, society worse in general because of what is actually being shown. But a lot of people miss the massive market for sex trafficking mm. in the porn industry. Very yes. true. People are like, oh, it's it's porn, it's gross and all this stuff. And it destroys man's no, mind. But are, also yes. is the number one market for child and sex trafficking across yeah. the world mm-hmm. is porn. And people also know that porn is also a weapon. It's been used in war. It's a war tactic. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe that. It is. It messes yeah. with the chemicals of your brain. Yeah. It's so desensitizes horrible. you, makes more docile. I mean, yeah. you don't really want to go fight after you watch porn. You know like I mean? if you're watching porn, you are enabling the global sex trafficking mm-hmm. business. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's you 100%. are the market and it, you're participating in it. You're knowingly. Yeah. No, it's very knowingly. true. I yeah. mean, you're like you're masturbating to some girl that's like probably crying afterwards after and it, the camera's going And it does on. not yeah. matter if you have like a lot of people will argue 
um, you know, just like safe porn or uh, ethical porn and stuff. No, if porn you, is porn. any kind of porn is furthering the business yeah. of sex trafficking, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, that's why we. That, one of our first episodes, I think it was our first episode, yeah. was on porn. Yeah, and go check it out. And if that you guys was have not seen it yet. That was something we missed. We might just do it again. Yeah, um, talking about the sex trafficking part yeah. of it, which is huge. Uh, but we've mostly got Sound into the addiction of it. Yeah. Sound, I know. Sound of freedom. Yeah. <laughs> so we haven't discussed Western men yet. So let's go over that okay. real quick. So just some like <laughs> flags of what makes someone a Western man. I think letting a girl pay for a date. Like you guys are just starting out. How do you guys Red feel flag. about it? Yeah, Drop can't even man's. split it. No split bill. Yeah, you can't split be. a bill. Yeah, yeah. you are paying for. I, I don't even. Even if it's like definitely on first date, you're like you should pay. Yeah. I don't even like to let the woman pay almost ever. Like you always yeah. like, I mean, yeah, just, you should pay for the food for sure. If you're going on, if you're taking a woman on a date, you pay. Yeah. It's just how I it should agree. work. Yeah. I like the whole like sneak off when you're going to the bathroom and like put your card on or whatever and already pay for it. So it's just done. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a good one. Cause you're in, you're out and then not even a bill on the table. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's a good move. Yeah, that's good. Like, and then come back you took care of <laughs> <laughs> what? At what point? It's exactly what I'm looking for. I respond. <laughs> I'm actually sometimes a little bit offended when the woman offers tries, to pay. Tries to pull out her wallet. I'm almost like, come on. <laughs> yeah, come like, on really? <laughs> At what point do respects. you let a girl pay? If we're not together. <laughs> yeah, if, if you're in the friend zone, she's paying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or if That's it's good. like, if it's complicated or whatever, sorry. See ya. It's complicated. I feel like... Oh, something that also makes someone a Western man is like the hookup culture. If a man is participating yeah. in the hookup culture, you are a Western man. Ooh, all right. Do so you guys care about body count? What, is, there, is there a body count too high where it's a red flag for you guys? I honestly don't ask only because I feel like it can be easily eliminated to think that a man is a hoe if you're dating the right people. Like, I care about things that are much deeper than that. Like, if a man is, like, extremely loyal, and you can tell. Like, that man is all about you. He is has all these masculine qualities. Like he wants mm-hmm. to protect you. He wants to provide. He's talking about the future. He wants to build a family. He wants, he's not dating to date, but he's dating to marry. Yeah. He takes things very seriously. Mm-hmm. Like those are the things that I look for. And I think mm-hmm. it kind of just like weaves out the question of like, what is your body count? Because I trust you. If mm-hmm. we've gone through the dating process and you are all those things to me, I trust you and we've built that. And I just think the body count cool. can be irrelevant in that sense. Because like, why would I ask that? I trust you and I don't, I know you not to sleep with anyone else. Mm-hmm. So loyalty so me, within a relationship is really more important than yeah. your previous relationships. I think cool. when people yeah, ask body count, it comes out of a place of insecurity. Like, I feel like you're Even from to, the guy perspective? I will say, I've never had, like, a, a guy in my, like, recent relationships. I haven't had a guy ask me that. But I feel like it's because they also probably know. Like, if I'm not giving it up easily— Yeah, you get into it whether they— Like, they probably mm-hmm. are not even going to ask because it's just, like, not a concern. <clears throat> True. And I feel like it's the same thing for a man. Like, if I'm dating a guy and he's going to give it up, like, I'm probably like, oh, wow, he might, maybe he does that to a lot of girls. But if you, like, if it, you have a guy that's also not going to do that and, like, tells you he wants to wait and make it, like, until, like, a bigger moment or something like that, like, I don't need to ask him his body count. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it kind of just comes from the mannerisms. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. If you're, like, worried that they have a high body count, they probably have a high body count. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're probably in the wrong relationship. If you're like, yeah. oh, I feel like I need to ask how many people she slept with and I don't feel like you're in the right relationship. And I feel like vice versa. If I'm asking a guy about his body count because I'm insecure or like I feel like he has a bi- high body count, like whatever that 
balance is, is like as to why I'm asking that, it's probably like already a sign that it's maybe okay, not a good thing. But the heart of, but the, heart of the question though, does it does the body count matter though? Yeah, that's, that was, that was gonna get down <laughs> the heart of the too. question, he's a great guy, but then he says, you know, uh fifty bodies. Okay, so him? I've I've experienced this. I've dated someone and that it was probably like a man slept, but I thought he was a good guy. And I will say, like, guess what? I thought he had a high body count, didn't ask, didn't need to, because he probably did. And he was still a shitty guy. Like, no matter what I believed, I wanted to believe he was a good guy and I wanted to believe that he was better because, you know, we're an I'm an optimist and very optimistic and he wasn't. So I learned my lesson. So probably like end of case, it probably does matter. He was a hoe, like I suspected, <laughs> but I should have just not talked myself out of it. Um, so. There's always signs. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's mm -hmm. signs. Pick them up. But... And you can ignore them, but they're still there. Yeah, <laughs> true. But what <laughs> about, so if them. a guy, what about if a guy asks, like, I want to marry a virgin? Is that a red flag to you guys? Yeah. 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 Um, here's, Here's my thing. <laughs> I think it's great and all if you want to be celibate until marriage. Cool. You're in for a very rude awakening if it's very bad. That's that's what I have to say. Is Oh, really? So you think the people should have sex before marriage? Yes. What do you mean very bad? Not very what's conservative. A rude, what's a rude awakening if what's very bad? Sex? Yeah. What, if, the it, what if it's really bad? Yeah. Well, you wouldn't know. You're a virgin. Oh, so you're, yeah. But if they care about someone else's virginity, that doesn't necessarily mean that they themselves are a virgin. Oh, yeah. I guess I was assuming yeah. that. If, if they're both virgins both, and it's yeah. terrible, they'd probably think, like it's heard, yeah, they would think it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard others say like they've had sex before and then they meet their person and then they have, haven't had sex together and they make a plan to be celibate until they get married. Cute. But what if it's terrible? All right, let, let me push get back good on at this. Sex, though. I was like, about to say, not like, that's actually especially as a arguably woman? a better, that's like a good thing. If you, ha like, <laughs> you have to practice yeah, to get good like at if sex. If she's super well trained, that means she's had a lot of experience. If you're like learning with your significant other, I mean, that's all, like, that's a majority of a relationship anyway, is most of the time you're learning with the person. Even if you've been in tons of relationships, everybody's different. So, the entire relationship is like a whole learning process uh -huh. with the person. You're learning about the person, learning how to go through these new stages of a relationship, especially if you're still a virgin or whatever. I think that's honestly pretty attractive in a relationship. It's a green flag. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I like what you said that you learn with a partner. Yeah. I never I thought about like it that I've way. never thought about that, but I think it makes a lot of sense. That does make sense. It can be a really good thing. And like, as you should... Like, everyone's yeah, different. Yeah, like, totally. It's not like, oh, like, we're going to have sex once, and it's like, ooh, was she good at it? Was she not good at it? It's like you're having this whole progression of, yeah. like, yeah. and you guys are having sex together. It's not like, oh, this is an act where two people are playing different roles. Mm -hmm. It's like, y'all are becoming one flesh, so to speak, and it's, you know, more of an intimate thing where it's like both of you guys are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. plus, you could have tons of sex, but you haven't had sex with this person yet, and it's just going to be different every time. Yeah. yeah. It's a good way to look at that it. That is a good point. You may have changed my mind. Would you guys ever live with a girl like before marriage? I debate this a lot in my head because no, never. Solid no. Because the rates are, I mean, according to the data, if you live together before marriage, there's a higher likelihood of you getting divorced. And it's like undisputed data. And it's the number is actually way higher. So with that being said, there is that. But at the same time, I don't know. The divorce rate is still fifty percent. So <laughs> you're 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 playing house, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And you know, it kind of depends on the intention going into it. Because if your intention is somewhat like I'm going to live together to see if this is working, 
But like back door, I want to be able to back out at any time. Yeah. You already have a foot out the door. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like kind of what you're saying. It's mm-hmm. like you don't know what somebody's going to be like, especially living with them mm-hmm. forever. It's like you kind of want to like, what but, is this person like to live with before I sign a contract like, to lose half my shit? <laughs> but like Carter said, like you grow together and like, yes, it might be hard to live with someone at first, but like you are going to grow together and like you have that commitment and that oath to each other to kind of work on that and figure out a way to live with each other. Just like you would have a sexual relationship with someone. It's going to get better every day. And you, like would, you, have, you figure out someone's likes and dislikes and you figure out how to balance that and make it better. And hopefully. What about like your significant other, your girlfriend, like staying over at your place all the time and you like make her a drawer or you like give her a little cabinet. Is that not the same thing? Definitely not the same thing. I mean, I guess when you say all the time, is she literally living, is she staying there literally like all the time? Five nights <laughs> she, a week. Yeah, like she's there all the time. I mean- she, Her stuff's not there. Not all her stuff is there. But some of her stuff. But some of the stuff. She's got a toothbrush there. Not paying rent. She's got a toothbrush. She's got a toothbrush there. She's got her contact solution. I mean, like, she got her snacks in the pantry. Yeah. I mean, snacks is where my line is. <laughs> yeah, if she's eating my Draw snacks. Draw a line she's of snacks. <laughs> We're done if you eat my snacks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, really, I guess it just depends on the situation. But generally, I would say that um, living with the other person before marriage is just generally a bad idea. It's, I guess it's probably a little different if it's like, oh, I just have a drawer. It's like, whatever. And I'm there, you know, half the week or whatever. It's like, okay. We can debate that, but m- moving in with somebody, I just think is, I mean, you're literally, you're moving in with somebody. Mm-hmm. You're are you renting an apartment together. Both, all your yeah. furniture is there. You're like, com- that's a big commitment, moving in with somebody to be unsure. I mean, if you're dating somebody, mm-hmm. you're unsure, right? It's, you're not, it's not until you pose the question and get married that you're actually sure. And so you're going into, uh, you're moving in with somebody who you're unsure about still. That's yes. what the entire what that's what an entire relationship is. You're unsure until you're married. Now you're sure. Yeah. So that's just a dangerous activity to get into. All right, but get into why. I want to hear why. To move in with somebody. Yeah. Before marriage. So what if I mean if the relationship doesn't work out, that's just that's just a pain in the ass. Oh, to move. I mean, come on. It's so, way less of an of issue than if you were actually married. I'll give. That's my- actually the <laughs> argument of like why you should try it. That's why my- I want to hear your your actual argument. Well, that was my argument. That was, yeah. it was so. Let me ass. give you my take on this. It'd be a more think. brutal breakup. <laughs> no, no, you keep Wait. going. You, you got something better. So I lived with my ex. Didn't didn't marry him, but we were like when we were dating, we were dating to marry. Yeah, like that's how it got established. And then like we just happened to like both of our leases were ending. And we're like, let's just like get a house and move in together. And like I'm like, I want to marry you. Like all of my like my future is in you. Like mm. I want this and I want to marry you. And we moved in before we were married or anything like that. Dad told me not to. My parents were pissed. Yeah, they're like, this is the dumbest thing that you're ever gonna do. I was like, no, I love him and I want to marry him and like this is what I want. Did it. And I think it makes him a Western man because he allowed me to do it. The the man allowed me to do it. Yes, it was my own choice, but he just like used that as a way for like to get the wifely things without marrying me. And I was it stupid delay, enough. It delays the it question. Delayed it. it delays And I think it proposal. makes him a Western man for like, I guess like maybe like not using me because I allowed it. I enabled it. I was willing to do it, but he should have proposed and married me if you're going to live with me for years and do that. And I think that if you are going to live with a woman, marry them. Like if okay, you, did he are, cheat on you? Let me, can I ask? Uh, yes. Because yes. it's a good, yeah, I could definitely yeah. see how it'd be a good leverage point where you'd be stuck and he could cheat on you. Yeah. Yes. It, so de- that- it delays 
Uh, it delays the proposal. It delays yeah. the marriage. But it doesn't have. Okay, to. Well, it doesn't it's to. intentional because it like can. if his but intention if, was to but lock if you're you down, live but together, also, then just marry her. Let me yeah. back up my weak argument here, DJ. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so going back to the roles thing, um, there are specific roles that make I think a successful relationship, and specifically a marriage. And when you move in with somebody, I think there is an uns. Maybe it is spoken. Maybe it's unspoken. Of an accepting of those roles when you move in. Yeah. And like, for instance, um, if I'm making most of the money and my wife doesn't have to work, then I expect to come home to dinner. Yeah. Because I paid, you know, I'm making, I've spent all day at work. That just makes sense, right? It's just like, makes sense. Or maybe I I expect to come home to a clean house or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get so much flack for saying that, but it's true. (laughs) So moving into with somebody, you kind of accept, you kind of are admitting to accepting these roles. If you're still just dating and you're still unsure, then why would the woman and why would the man accept these roles um, like temporarily? It it just seems... Just to see if it's a good fit. Like, does the shoe fit? Let's try it out. It's playing house. It's playing house. It's like, yeah, it's it's almost fake, yeah. you know? But it, because it's like... Yeah, it is. It's like a trial. What's the progression? Trial. Yeah, like, what's the progression yeah. here? When will, like, when will I be good it's, enough for... Not, like, when will this be good enough to actually make it official? Yeah. I'm not going to lie, that was very unconvincing, but I will say this. <laughs> you Fair. Um, <laughs> it's... Okay, so those roles that you're speaking of... very with, underwhelmed. The, the roles you're speaking of, <laughs> you would much rather find out whether she would play that role or not before you sign a contract to lose half your shit. So if she does play the role, okay, so let's say both have really good intentions, but you want to find out, like, is this person, because you can say all you want, like, oh, I want to come home and there's dinner on the table and there's mm-hmm. food there's there's food in the pantry but it sounds and there's like clothes in the drawer. But it sounds like trust issue. Like, you well, don't no, trust that a, she's going to do this. Come through so on So you her. feel like you need to test it. This is a test. Why are you testing a woman that you feel like you want to marry? So I you want to oh, test come on. It. The I whole relationship is a test up until you get married. I understand your argument. I do. <laughs> Everything you I do is a test. It. But, like, it sounds like, to me, like, I'm going to find someone that, like, I trust you enough that I know you're going to do those things. Like, that's just the way I th- see things and maybe which is why but I end it comes up disappointed. But it comes back to your reciprocal. I also think that there's, yeah. there's probably also leverages a lot on whether or not the person's going to have sex before they're married with the person. Because if you aren't going to have sex before you marry the person, then obviously it's a massive, it's just a bad idea to move in with the person, yeah. naturally. Unless you're going to be sleeping in different I'd rooms. love to hear your argument there. <laughs> you're telling me you're going to live with say, a woman and not say, have sex with her? Well, that wasn't even on the table before. No, that's what I'm saying. Is but don't just gaslight me. Give an argument. No, no, I'm saying that the the ar- that point. The, the, the <laughs> trust me, this we do this all the time. This is, yeah. <laughs> we're not we're not pissing each other. This is no, how no. guys talk. Yeah. <laughs> Let we, the men speak. We've never thrown hands. Like, yeah. What? Hey, what was I even saying? The, the, that you the, shouldn't live together and have sex before you get married. No, I'm saying the person who isn't going to have sex before they're married. It would be a really bad idea for that person yeah, to you're, move you're in together. You're constantly tempted. Yeah. I'm, I'm still hearing the premise. Can I get the argument? Are you going temptation? <clears throat> because you're going to sleep in the same bed with a woman and get naked. We're just rehashing the premise. I mean, you're not actually giving an argument. It might be bad, but you're just saying you're going to sleep with the person. You're going to live with the person. Like these aren't more. You're not building an argument. You're just saying what the, was well, already. You, you disagree that that's a bad idea. I didn't if you're disagree. Trying to save I'm, it, I'm, right. I'm trying to hear your argument. That's uh, that's the argument. Is that it's, it's a just, bad idea because you, it's, the temptation yeah, it's, it's a that lurks. Temptation. Yeah. It's, it's not only a temptation. I don't, look, it, you might be of, right, but you're not. It's completely circular. Okay, so and listen. That by definition, you move that in is together. Fallacious. You 
sleep in the same bed. There's this constant temptation of, so he's taking a shower, he's naked, he's gonna come out and get dressed. I'm gonna have to constantly look at that, look at that, it's temptation. And then that takes away from me wanting to actually save that for marriage and to have that on my wedding night. And it takes away from that special moment of having sex when I planned to, when I wanted to do with my husband. And now I did it earlier and it kind of like ruined, if that's what someone's doing, I'm not saying I'm doing that. It's also not logistically um, like smart, you know? Mm -hmm. You're telling me that, if you have like, I don't know, so are you, if you don't have separate bedrooms, you live in the same bedroom. Logistically, it's just kind of stupid. You're telling me like, are you going to different rooms to change? Then that's weird. And then, then like, oh, I'm going to take a shower. So like, don't go in the bedroom right now. It's like, logistically, it's just a nightmare. It's just, it makes things harder. Yeah, like when you so want, difficult. if you want to have that expectation, don't put yourself in front of temptation. If you want that expectation, stop tempting yourself. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, both of y'all are coming from the point of like having or not having sex, but living yeah, together. but I'm not saying, like, I'm saying, like, just living together in general, sure, maybe if you are having sex before marriage, like, the thing that is hard is, like, if you're going to live together, I don't think that you need to necessarily test that relationship because your relationship should be strong enough. To and, move in together. Yeah, it should be strong yeah. enough to get married. Like, it, here's the thing, like, the when I moved in with him, there was, like, no, like, we never butt heads. Like, there was no issues that came from living together necessarily. Like, it wasn't like, oh, the house isn't clean enough. Like, it was actually the in the, the best living situation. Mm, it ended okay. up being really great. But I think when it comes down to the sense that a man's, should want to marry you. Like if mm. he's doing all these things, like he should want that next step and like want to propose and want to marry a woman okay. and have that. And that's fair. But let's, I mean, we both, we started this whole conversation off of saying that like going into it with their intentions being pure. And with your situation, we kind of already delegated mm-hmm. the fact that it wasn't yeah. pure intentions because he cheated on you. Yeah, he did. Uh, but I'm saying not, like- Not even anything against you. I'm just saying okay. for the sake of- Asshole. But I think, <laughs> I think if a man is willing to live with a woman- and like even vice versa, like that kind of make like that you're not married to, that kind of makes you a Western man. And kind of see like you're a pussy because you won't get down on one knee and commit your rest of your life to a woman. Like then why are you even moving in together? Like, why do you feel like you need to test this relationship? I don't want to test. I don't want to be like, oh, well, okay, I don't. The, the it's thing. like asking someone their body count. They're like, oh, I don't trust them. Let me put them in a situation where I have to constantly test them. Women do this a lot. Men do this a lot. And I'm like, if you have the to test your partner. No, Everything you do is a no, test. No, that's a vow. Like, that is a vow. And this is like, we're building a unit and we're building a legacy. Yeah, yeah. It, that's not a test. A test is asking someone their body count. A test is moving in together before you're married. Like, you shouldn't have to test your relationship. And if you do, it's not a good one. I personally think there is nothing wrong with being a little bit cautious with the rest of your life. And let's be real. The man is taking all of the risk by marrying the woman. Yeah, because— Financially, at least. Yeah, essentially— if we're going in the traditional way that we've been talking about, yes, absolutely. Unless you sign a prenup. Unless you sign a prenup, yeah. Which would, I don't even know if we want to get into that. Would you make a woman sign a prenup? Would I sign a prenup? Would you make a woman sign a prenup? I don't know. Did you ever hear Michael Knowles' prenup? I thought that was a very interesting point. Oh, what was it? He says, you can get divorced, but whoever initiates the divorce doesn't get any of the money. Mm. So it all goes Mm. to the person who's doing the one that's leaving. a, a genius prenup. So it really is just like I sign it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so it's the the incentives are almost reversed. Yeah, because it's, it's from the girl's perspective anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess if the guy initiates divorce, she still gets half the shit. So it's really either way. Um, but that being said, I'm still not convinced. I don't know. I, if I hear a compelling argument, I, I would definitely be on board with it. I think the best argument is the data because the div- divorce rate is higher if you live together. That being said, oh, wait, it's, are you anti prenup? 
Oh, I'm sorry. I was going back to our previous conversation. Uh, I, 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 I think the Knowles prenup is worth considering. But what, yeah. are you anti-prenup though? I just or, said the Knowles prenup is worth so considering. So that one's like Yeah, that good. one. That one. Okay. Well, I think a prenup, you determine what's in it. Yeah. Do you? I don't, yeah, yeah, you I don't write know. you write your own prenup. Okay. Yeah. 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 It doesn't I have think to that's be. a really good one. And I think it kind of just commends like the relationship, right? Like if they if the statistics are true saying that women are the ones that provoke the divorce, then in that case it kind of prevents a woman from wanting to do it. Right, because like yeah. they're the ones that are, they're the women tend to be the ones that initiate more initiate divorces. The divorce. Yeah, that is definitely true. Um, yeah, and the divorce rates just going up every year, so it's it's interesting, right? Because it's like, what do we, how do we solve this kind of crisis? And Religion. I think a lot of people are missing God in their relationship too. I think it comes mm-hmm. down to being godless, like. It's very rare. Like there are people that do it and like you see it because you go to church, but outside of that, there's a lot of couples that just are married and like they don't put any morals and values and tradition in their relationship. It lacks that. And they are married? It's very lackluster. You're yeah. saying that that's kind of, <laughs> isn't an argument why you'd actually want to try it out first before you sign a contract? But I feel like- Because <laughs> then you'd know and then you wouldn't be stuck. But I don't know. I the, the thing is, I think if you're dating the right person- and like you, mm-hmm. I think conservatives may date, I would hope that they date a little differently, especially the right wing ones, because we're looking for someone that wants to build a family, that wants tradition. A lot of couples don't have these conversations before marriage, which is very weird. Yeah, Like they don't talk true. about if they want kids until after they're married. They don't talk about who's going to stay at home and take care of the kids. They don't talk about like what's going to happen. Like a lot of people don't plan out what's going to happen after marriage. They so just want to get married. This is, since the whole like against testing the waters thing. Yeah. I mean, if you get engaged and you go to couples counseling to discuss your future as a couple, mm-hmm. is that not testing? Sure, no. And there's a multitude of tests all along the yeah. way. You may not, you might not want to call think it that's test. testing. I think that's a conversation that everyone should be having before they a get test married. Test is an interesting word because it sounds like you're like giving them a piece of paper and checking boxes. That's a conversation. But- Couples counseling is a deep conversation of where you want this relationship to go, and do you guys align on these things? Because marriage, people think that they think as far as wedding, and then bam, that's it. No one really thinks ahead of like, what are we going to do at retirement? Like, but I think what are we going to do when our kids are out of the house? You're opening yourself up. I mean, test might not might not be the right word, but you're opening yourself up to a conversation <laughs> of like, hey, like, maybe what, they are, maybe they're gonna, not. Who knows? Who's going to take care of the kids? And then the wife is like, oh. say your piece. What, what are you thinking right now? It's not all that. It's not just all that. I mean, you're opening yourself up to hearing how they grew up. You're opening yourself up to it's a conversation. Their, it is a conversation. But it is also an emotional tacting thing, like an it, emotional deep conversation, which is a lot of things in a relationship. Okay, That's how it should start. I think, okay. okay, so the word test is like kind of throwing this conversation sideways. Everything you do, you're constantly judging each other. And those are, that's really what we're talking about here. You're doing things and you're acting a certain way and the other person is judging or not whether this person is a good fit for them and whether they want to spend more time with them and whether they want to sign a contract to spend the rest of their life with them. So thus, that's really what we're talking about. Not like you're setting all these traps and seeing if they pass all these yeah. different things. No. It's more just like judgment calls. Yeah. So let's just say, for example, that there is a woman who is saying that she's going to do all these different things. But when it comes down to it, she doesn't actually fulfill what she's saying. You would much rather find that out before you have to lose would half you not of your see that assets. In other things, though, and other things that she's pursued in life that she's never finished, because I think it's kind of a habit more so than her just failing to meet up to one expectation. I think there's probably a lot of expectations that you could look throughout her life and be like, "Well, you didn't actually sure. complete college, like you said you would. You actually never did this thing that you said you would have done for me." So it's like those things. Like I could have taken that example and maybe have 
No, extrapolate what out. That, yeah. 100%. And that's, you should make a judgment call on our past too. Like everyone should. And every single thing you do, that's what I'm saying. There's all these different judgments. But like that being said, like what is she bringing to the situation where y'all live together? That's the real yeah. question. And it's like, maybe she's bringing past trauma into a uh, setting where you guys are only to like in a living situation. You would only find that out if you tried it beforehand. There's no way that there's someone just going to bring up, hey, I have a real problem and a trauma from when I was 12 years old about living with somebody. That is that that's that's the, really the question on the table here. So, would you not know that before you moved in together that, that she had all this childhood trauma? But like, <laughs> like that tra- trauma up? is specific to certain scenarios and like different triggers can trigger and the trauma. And that's kind of what I was getting at with the the counseling part. Yeah, the counseling part you can find out a lot too. And that's maybe yeah. that's a great test that you should do before you get married as well. I don't know. I mean, I'm just, it's on the table for me. Like, yeah. maybe that's a good example of something you should also do before marriage. Now, if somebody yeah. said, oh, well, you do not trust your wife before you're going to she's going to be, you know, all these different qualities and be open to you about her past and this different thing. Yeah. Maybe she is, maybe she doesn't. I mean, you don't I know like until the, the, you do it. I feel it. like couples counseling, like, should be, and sometimes it is a requirement depending on, like, what church you're getting married in. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes you do have to, like, go yeah. to the counseling before. They do make you do it. Yeah. And I think, like, you should have to because ultimately, like, you need to be forced to think about these things that people don't want to think about because they're just thinking about a pretty wedding and Pinteresting it. But, like, there's a lot of things that, like, it's like that. And here's something, here's something that <laughs> like women— like my case for me. But go ahead. <laughs> well, here's something that women just innately do, and it's in their nature, is, like, we have a tendency to just say what we think somebody wants to hear. And so— It's a lot harder fake in actions, but keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so because of that, we tend to— hide things until it's time to bring it up. <laughs> so and That's then true. that and then that causes problems in the end. So it may be a difficult conversation, but it is discussing things that maybe you didn't want to bring up, but now you have to. Yeah. It brings it may it may bring new things to the table given yes. that it's a new scenario that you guys haven't been in yet. Yes. And you're going to be in it the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. Like, hopefully she has the ability or the man has the ability to take positive feedback in a scenario where you're living together and change towards a common good. That yes. is a great example of something that you would not know until you live together. Yes. And you learn how to communicate. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. So, wow. Convincing. The bottom over. <laughs> no, no, so no, I'm not convinced. Point, point for DJ I'm Megan. Point for DJ Megan. I'll consider. I'll consider. Hey, listen, I'm open to it. I still disagree with the living together before marriage. I'm still going to be like rock hard solid on that point because I think there's a lot of other ways that you can determine the depth of a relationship and determine your connection with someone and determine the communication because I think that's like something that if if this is like the first time you're having this conversation and you've waited this long, like I think it just goes to show like why wasn't your relationship that deep before? Mm Mm-hmm. Like there's other ways. Would you you have known, talking about your ex, would you have known all of those qualities if you didn't live together? I think... I, I, I will actually say there were things that I've known in the beginning that yeah, I chose ignore to ignore. Yeah. I saw them. I knew about them. And I am the type of person that sees the best in everyone, no matter mm. how horrible they are. Like she does. I could, Yes. And he, he's she like, does. they could have the biggest red flag. And I'm like, but he has such a good heart. Like I see, and like that is a really big flaw of mine is like, I want the best in everyone. So yeah. like I saw the red flag. I wish I, I had more of that. I, <laughs> I saw the best in him. I pursued the best in him and he didn't give that to me back. But were there um, any that you, that yes. you realized? When, okay, well. I, I knew it before we moved in together. Come on, I knew Megan. When I met Come him. on, Megan. I knew it. Put it on the scoreboard. <laughs> but I'm just I didn't need to mar- I didn't need to move in with him to find that out. I knew that beforehand. And like to me, like 
I he cheated on me. I still wanted to see the best in him, and yeah. like that's like something like I like. I truly think I'm like I, my thing is like someone's broken and or like they have a flaw, and I want to love that out of them. And unfortunately, you can't. Well, I, I also yeah. think you can't love the broken out of someone. Mm-hmm. Okay, let, let me let me try to make another argument here. Okay, you can try to knock right, this right. out. <laughs> I think that there's value in tradition, mm-hmm. and um, I think this is kind of the point I was trying to make earlier, and couldn't couldn't really put it in, into words. But when it comes to the roles, um, I think in in terms of the in terms of tradition, it's traditionally you don't move in till you're married or mm-hmm. and I think that's because that should be something that you're looking forward to mm-hmm. that should be like one of the many attributes or one of the many you know pros to getting married like you should look forward to living with that person it shouldn't be extremely difficult and I don't think it would be extremely difficult if we reverted back to those really masculine and feminine roles mm. in, a, in a marriage and a, yeah, in a relationship. That's a great thing. Yeah. Like, for it's instance, tradition. like, maybe, like, these fights that are breaking out, like, I can't live with this person because of this, that, and the other. Is it because the man or the woman is not adhering to these traditional values or and, and these roles that the man and the woman should be in? Like, are you getting mad because, you know, homie didn't cook for you or whatever? Like, mm. maybe the woman should be doing that instead. Mm. Or maybe, the, the is, are you mad because the man's, like, sleeping until noon and yeah. he has, like, a part-time job, he just can't pay for but shit? that's him not being masculine, right? Yeah. yeah, and so, like, I do think that moving in together should be a, uh, like, a good thing, not a, oh, is this going to work out? It should be like, I can't wait to move in with this person because like, it's yeah. going to work out. No, those, those, yeah. that's, that, that is 100% true. But I mean, do you know what like an appeal to tradition is? <laughs> it's a fallacy. That's why you can't have it as an argument because like, you know, it's also tradition, no, arranged marriage. Are you for that? Yes. Okay, well, that's fine. But there's also traditions of all different cultures across the East, no, 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 West. I, I get what you're saying. But it's, it's, it's stating that this but could I'm not be a arguing, flaw. I'm not arguing for the tradition of itself. I'm arguing yeah. for why it's a tradition. And I think that it's because it's a tradition, like the the why it's a tradition is what is actually so it's like yeah. these roles, so it's the roles of, like of masculine and feminine. I, I guess I'm saying that I Going don't think back to it your would actually be. Nature. Yeah, like, I don't think yeah. it would actually so be a that's, big problem. I mean, not to be like the Reddit nerd here, but that's like the naturalistic fallacy. Like you can't just appeal to these things and say like just because it's natural doesn't mean it's good. But your argument though, I, I'm kind of like it is it's a nerdy thing to say, but it's true for the sake of no, an no, argument. Right. You can't like make an argument appealing to certain things because it's not an actual. But, but I think he's just more so saying that. Speaking to the fact that we live in a traditional, like a world that has very little tradition anymore, but it's like the beauty of tradition is something like that. Like when you go back to it, like people didn't sleep in the same room until like the wedding night and like people like slept in different like beds and stuff. Like it was so different back then because of the tradition that it held and it, like, I think tradition more so sheds a light on how beautiful things should be. Like, it's like things that should be celebrated is like the, what is tradition is like keeping basically. Well, sure. if you go back to like the 90s and sitcoms, which I know you hate. <laughs> um, I'm talking about Friends specifically because there was an episode when they came back from Vegas and Chandler says something about unpacking at Monica's. And she didn't get it and he had to explain it to her like, what if I move in and you understand what I'm saying? And so... And the and the audience cheered when she was like, okay, because like mm. that was the next step of their relationship. And we all knew that Monica and Chandler were gonna work out. We all knew that they were so so in love with each other, but it was something in the 90s, I think, that shifted that where 
that became the next step instead mm -hmm. of marriage. Sure, because I, sure. I think my point is you're saying it's a naturalistic fallacy. For her, traditional right. fallacy for well, you. But yeah. I'm saying, though— you're you're bringing up a problem like we should test this before we do it because it might yeah. not work out right but i'm saying that or you, that, or you might discover things you didn't know were there sure. that is new things to deal with but keep going uh, yeah and i'm saying that I, that would not be a problem though that wouldn't even be a problem that needs to be overcome if men and women adhered to these roles yeah. that we've had mm -hmm. but, since but that, that is time. more to the point of is this person really adhering to that traditional role or but not? like you we live now we don't live Right. That this this is true. But I guess the the question is then, um, do you want to find that out before you got the contract or after? Good point. Touche. But wouldn't you find that out like a guy sleeping until twelve? Wouldn't you know that because he's not up and like texting you or contacting you at some point early in the morning? Like I don't think you were, you would move in with someone and be like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that you slept until twelve. Okay. Well, that that's a like <laughs> like I think. Or, like, I think some so, of the things, like, I, a, you know someone's habits before, I would hope that you know someone's habits before you, moving You don't them. know all of them. And I just, I brought up a good example of something that you would only find out you if you You go to their house, together. like, you, if you Sleeping are dating someone. Sleeping until noon is obviously. You go, you're, you date someone, you come in unexpectedly, like, oh, I'm going to pop over. And, like, we're, like, you end up stopping at their house. Like, you've done that before where you didn't, you didn't plan on going to someone's house, but you did because, like, something was out of order. But you go into their house and you kind of see what they live like without them preparing for, to have guests. You are not with them 24. Four, I lived with someone seven. for 24 7. I feel like I knew their habits pretty much before I moved in with them. That's why we moved in together. But you and said you figured things out after you guys moved no. in. Oh, you didn't? No, I said I knew the red flags before we moved well, yeah, in together. But you, but you didn't know all of the dynamics of when you were li well, living together. Well, he cheated on me, but that was like not something I could have predicted from his habits. That was a completely different situation. I guess, yeah, I guess I'm very making unique. like an argument of how things should be versus how things are. But we are. moved in together. Everybody's circumstances are different. Every relationship is different. There's, there's no one size fits all. However, most relationships, I will probably say, you do not know the you quirks don't. and features of that individual yeah. until yeah, when me and DJ moved you're in together, together 24 I didn't know he strictly eats eggs on a cast iron skillet. <laughs> it's true. You eat a lot of eggs too, though. All right, sounds like we're dating. Let's keep switching. <laughs> Gay! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you also eat a lot of eggs. <laughs> you eat as much eggs as I do. Yeah, but you put so much spice in your eggs, it makes the entire house smell no, like... I cook with jalapenos a lot. <laughs> which, mm, it's like hard yummy. to even breathe in there sometimes. I love spicy. <laughs> <laughs> and you wouldn't have known that. Yeah. You now, if you were my wife and I was coming home to that, it'd be okay. <laughs> but <laughs> no, the fact that you do it, it at 2 a.m. <laughs> All right. Put the apron on. Know <laughs> <laughs> about this one. Um, yeah, yeah. I think, honestly, like that summed it up. We just wanted to like have a good debate on Western Damn, men. Damn, did we? Yeah, I think. Hey, say who you guys thought won. Comments. Yeah. Who do you think won this debate? What What do you guys think about like, I think the living situation was probably the most heated yeah. subject yeah. out of all of this. Um mm. Yeah, I don't know. I think every experience is different. Again, like it's not always going to be the same. And I think your traditions and values and your religion kind of affect what decision you want to make and yes. how you want to go forward with that, essentially. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It's, it's no one size fits all, as you can see. <laughs> Unless you're conservative and you want to go the right way. Mm. <laughs> then there's that. Not to bring it back again, but yeah, I think religion is a big part of it. Like, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, we have value yeah. alignment, that kind of thing, especially if you're both in the same church. And, and you Catholic can go across like the world and like where like the whole point of having the Western women is comparing it to Eastern women. Yeah. Because like 
in a whole different culture, everything's different because religion's different. Yes. It's not just because, oh, well, they just breathe different air. Like, no, we all have different religion and that determines our philosophy. It determines our nature. It determines our culture. So that's why everything's a little different everywhere. Yeah. Did you just come out as Catholic just now? Okay. How are you? <gasps> I've been going to Catholic Mass. For Did you go through the process? DJ. I'm in the process right now. It's not officially Catholic. Did Allison turn you Catholic? Allison invited me out, and I got to say, it was way better than all the Protestant churches I've been to. Wow. Oh, ring-a-ding-ding-ding. She was the gateway. Wow. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations. You're trans I'm not officially. I could definitely go back to being Protestant, so. Oh, yeah. Official. It's up in the air. I'm just really enjoying it so far. I don't know. There you go. Is it the funny hats? Yeah, no, I really love the outfits. Right, right, right. right. the robe. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for coming on and having a heated debate with us. This is a Revelo project. We will link them below. Go check them out.